We will need eyes to see. Welcome to the Lunch Bell Boys. I'm one of the hosts, TJ Harkness. Also on here with me is a man who was once named the Annihilator of Hymens, Mr. Justin Splurton Burton. I never remember getting that nickname. I thought it was Hyman Destroyer. I thought it was. I thought it was the insurer of Hyman being attacked. <laughs> the untouched the hymen the untouched, untouched hymen yeah <laughs> like fuck him because you definitely won't lose your hymen <laughs> oh my god how oh, fucking uh, oh. popular amongst all the catholic girls oh my god scissor me timbers jesus christ i'm sorry guys <laughs> uh. also on here with me also on here with me is uh, Skyler. There is no Dana, only Zul. Would? Would? Would you rather? I'm fueled entirely on hot toddies tonight because I think I have the taint COVID. COVID of the taint. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you don't have a vaccine for that yet, so just be aware, guys. Everybody, just don't expose your your taint to Skylar's breath. You don't want to do that. No, you just don't. <laughs> you just don't want to do like your taint. You just don't want to do like the dog, like rubbing its butt on the carpet thing too much in public over his face. Yeah. Over so your taint has to be in isolation for ten days without. Symptoms. It's cor- It's quarantine. <laughs> it's quarantine. I can't let it out in public because that's what? normally that's normally what I do. Um, for like two what weeks. Are the symptoms? Is it like runny taint? Oh, it's running. Taint, it's running all over. The, it's running all over the house. Shortness of taint. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you might have to get on a taintilator if it doesn't get any better. What? Yeah. 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 They're gonna go put me on a. Uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, Ramtantanol or something like that. Tantanol. Mm, Gooch be better. It was bad. It didn't work Gooch out. Be better. That was horrible. So I don't know what you're saying. I have a tantrum. Uh, 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 don't let Joe Rogan hear that. Yeah. Yeah. The horse. De- the horse detainter. Detainter. Yeah. Put a little spice on it. Some red pepper and. You know, I've always wondered what it'd be like to put a little bit of like Valentina on your tank. An Am Italian man? Right. <laughs> yep. No, yeah. Valentina is hot sauce. You know that. The uh, hot sauce or a hot Italian man? I'm Frank's think, red hot, so. Ooh, yeah? I'm, that's all I buy is Frank's. Frank's, Valentina are my two, but I accidentally, I was eating a burrito naked the other night. <laughs> because I woke one, up. Like one does. And I, uh. When the urge like, calls. I put a lot of hot sauce on it and mm. like it dripped down onto my dick and balls. And I'm like, I'm like, man, what is that? <laughs> Why is it hurting a little bit? I didn't notice because I'm half asleep. Oh my God. So you had to dribble a little 
that's no. something I never thought I would hear. I, I was eating a burrito naked and dribbled some hot sauce on my dick and balls. Doctor, I got the Valentia on my <laughs> on my dick and balls. I got second degree burn on my balls from the hot sauce at the Mexican restaurant. I gotta say, when I'm putting hot sauce on my balls, I'm a I'm a tapatio kind of man, you know. <laughs> Ooh, tapatio, that's a new spice right there. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not real crazy about tapatio. What? Oh, God, let's. Frank's or Valentina's. Or, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Chalua. Chalua is the king of hot sauce. Yeah. No, 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 no. Valentina's a watered-down garbage drink of it hot sauce. It is not, dude. That's some good shit. Tabasco's I mean, the traditional, but you got to give it uh, up. Frank's is the best. Come on. Frank's is nice, Frank's. but it's, it's 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 situational. You can't put Frank's on a hot on a to- hot dog. You can't put Frank's on a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, you you can. can put it on a hot dog, but I, I, not Mexican. I smother my burrito in Frank's. Not a, oh, no, no, no. Not a taco, a burrito. That's like a like a breakfast burrito. Hot sauce. Yeah, it's, it's a bit vinegary. I'll give you that. Anyway, we could go on, we could go on all day Why about hot sauce. Why the fuck are we talking about this? We need to. Because so. what we're going to talk about here in a little bit is going to be terrible. And uh, this is going to be the best. we got to clear uh, our taint before we talk about is, it. We do. <laughs> This is the Speaking best actually, it's going to get. Actually, hot sauce might be good for your taint if it's sick. Put a little, <laughs> little hot sauce yeah. and some uh, apple cider get, vinegar. Yeah, it's like uh, when you, it's like when you put onions in your socks overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you put, some put some onions in your underwear. You put some <laughs> tapatio in your underwear, and you put those, <laughs> strap those things on for the long night. So, do you think fried onion rings would work instead of regular onions? Because I don't think I have any. <laughs> Yeah, I think your dick smells like fried onion rings. Yeah, mm. I smell like fried grease down talk. here. God, I'm, I'm so horny okay. now. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. Well, can I call back? Are your balls hard? Yeah, it's just if you take a nice warm onion ring and you slide it over your cock, <laughs> it's really good. It's like a cock what ring. What the fuck? But tastier. And then you just have like your, you have your cat eat the onion ring off of it. No, you shouldn't give fucking onions to your animals, dude. That'll kill them. It's not onions. It's onion rings. They're fried. <laughs> yeah, it fries all the bad stuff completely. out. Yeah, you can give those to anything. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. Oh when, you fry them, it, when you fry them, it takes the danger away. <laughs> it, it does. <laughs> I mean, it takes the danger for animals, but it probably doesn't do good for your heart. Maybe. Yeah, it's a trade-off. Yeah, but it's fine. It's a- Pet, pet healthy, heart not. <laughs> heart not so healthy. Speaking <laughs> of taints, we're going to talk about, as you remember last week, we started first episode of Richard Chase, a man who would love to lick your taint with a little bit of blood coming down. Well, the taint that's the, <clears throat> the taint is the transitional material. <laughs> Tainted <going>. love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and with the sick shit that dude was up to, I wouldn't doubt it if he fucking rubbed his face across some taints. Probably. Yeah. So, before we get going, and I'll warn you a little bit later, this episode is fucking gruesome as shit. Like, Teddy's getting cut off, and Wiener's getting slapped in the faces of, like, Bill O'Reilly, shit like that. Mm. Yeah, if you have I any like if you have any uh, delicate sensibilities at all, or aversions to... You know, yeah. Ty- uh, I almost called you Tyler. Skyler, can you do the uh, the warning adult content? Maybe parental supervision <laughs> is advised. <laughs> not safe for work either. <laughs> yeah. Warning: The following podcast is not safe for work 
old ladies, small children, and dogs. It experiences explicit descriptions of titties cutting off wieners, uh, flapping, and taints a sniffed. Viewer discretion advised. (laughs) Nice. Nailed it. That's my boy right there. Yeah. Patent pending. So, like I said, as you guys remember from last episode, Richard Chase, you know, we sort of built it up. He wasn't just a serial killer. Well, fuck, we haven't gotten into the serial killing yet. No, serial rabbit bleeding? Yes. Yeah. Serial uh, weird shit? Animal killer? Yes. Absolutely. Hitler or Holocaust? Hitler of the birds? Mm. Mm. Yes. Totally. You're sucking the birds off. God, my fart smells like straight diarrhea. <laughs> what the fuck, Burton? It was so bad. I'm so glad you guys can't smell it. I kind of wish you could, though. <laughs> Richard's oh, path to being a serial killer that he became, like I said, wasn't just formed overnight. It was years and years of substantial untreated mental health issues, you know. Being a skinny ass, blood drinking, stinky motherfucker, you know, that sort of paved the way of alienation and just being a fucking cunt. Damn. Hmm. A cunt? A cunt! And also, I want to say for anybody who tries to give this dude a pass because of his mental health, fuck you. He, I've heard a lot of people do it. He knew what the fuck he was doing. We're going to show. You know, several of his steps were methodic and fuck this motherfucker. I wish he would have been raped by a fucking a squeegee sideways. Ooh. That's not comfortable. <laughs> That's a really wide hole. Yeah. Yeah, wide. I haven't seen anything that wide since my ex. Which one? <laughs> Name. Names. No, Bill. Okay, Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. If a squeegee can go in there sideways, you're talking like our shoulders can go in there. So that's a huge fucking squeegee, dude. I mean, it's 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 wide, but it's it's narrow. It's not good, but it's tight. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, he did. (laughs) So. Chase tried for a while to kind of hide his psychological problems from his peers. Uh, But his tell was kind of quickly noticed, you know, when he couldn't couldn't pop a chub. Mm. I'd say that was probably the downfall of it all. The start of it all. You know, guy can't get hard. He starts sucking off rabbits. (laughs) So in the last episode, we left you in August of 1977 with Richard being caught doing his, uh, I guess, his best imitation of that chick from the movie Carrie. What was? Yeah, her name was Jill. Was it? Was her name? (laughs) Was it Jill? Carrie about Jill. (laughs) Carrie. Yeah. It's not Susan Sarandon. Hold on. Sissy Spacek. Sissy Spacek. Keep it down now. This is Carrie. So he was, yeah, sissy spacek. That's what it is. Richard was being 
where he was caught on a Native American reservation covered in cow blood running around uh, naked. Mm-hmm. I don't think I remember that from the movie exactly, but... Yeah. Do you remember the, the part where Sissy Spake, Space kills somebody and then squats over their head and pisses in their eye hole? No. I don't either. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I thought you said Sissy Spank it. Sissies. <laughs> nope. It's not something you'll ever hear come out of mouth is sissy and then spank it. Law enforcement did not press charges on the naked liver king. If you remember right, because you can't arrest someone for being fucking weird. And it's probably something to do with his religion. <laughs> what? So once he was traveling back home to Sacramento, Richard would remain out in the <clears throat> out of the public eye for several months. And that's until he decided to uh you know, just go ahead and kill six people in one month. That started in late December 1977, and he murdered fuckers till January of 78. So, just over a year mm. of murder and fuck. Murder? No, that's under a year. Yeah, that's, that's like a month. month. That's like a month. <laughs> he was yeah, that's, a, sorry, I'm a jackass. He was a one, th- one month jump. One month. I literally just said the span of one month and then <laughs> yeah, turned around a- and said, so a little over a year. <laughs> He did it in one month for a year. Sixty <laughs> percent of the time it works every time. Uh, I'm a fucking idiot. Now Richard. <laughs> now Richard might have still been out of the watchful eye of law enforcement agencies, but uh, as we said in last episode, Richard was still being Richard. So, to get us started, we're going. Way back to December 2nd of 1977. On December 2nd, Richard would buy a 22 caliber handgun for $69, which he would not be able to pick up before December 18th. Which I hate that when you buy something, then you have to wait a fucking long period of time. Yeah, but to be fair, this guy probably should have waited longer. Uh, If he hadn't been to the mental institution, I wonder if they even did background checks back then. In seventy-seven, nah, I they did. I'm surprised they made him wait. To be cleared, yeah, yeah. I figured you just, in seventy-seven, you just walk in, you're like, "Here's an amount of money," and they're like, "Here's a gun." Yep, here's your, here's your guns, uh, liquor, and uh, lottery tickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is California too, though. You gonna crack one of those beers while you get in the car? Cool, go for it. Wave that gun in the air too, so you look more American. Oh, you see that shot? See that stop sign down the road? Can you drink a beer, drive your car, and shoot at it? Because if you do, because if you do, if you do, you get ten percent off. Nineteen seventy-seven was. I thought nineteen seventy-seven was a different time, but apparently this is in America. If anybody <laughs> asks, tell them Dale sold you this gun. <laughs> <laughs> Dale at Second Amendment Firearms on the corner of Fourth Street and Bahama <laughs> Avenue. What the fuck? <laughs> so. But having to wait till December 18th was largely due to his credentials needing to be verified. So, well, since also Richard didn't have a job and was still, you know, living off his fucking parents' tit, Mm. he had to ask his mother to buy a holster for his newly acquired gun. Now, was $69 with tax or is that before tax? I don't know. I didn't. But hold on. Beatrice, you know how last episode we talked about her like just being a fucking cunt? Or I'm sorry, 
the dildo of the episode award. Yeah. She actually made a good call here. I mean, it's sort of stupid because she knew he had a gun and she, her and her husband were like a conservator of him and they allowed him to get a gun still. Didn't report it, anything. <laughs> um, she said no to him getting a, uh, a shoulder holster. I'm drawing so the line. Richard li- decided to steal it instead. <laughs> I'm drawing the line at uh, safely being able to carry your your gun. Mm-hmm. I you don't stick- mind that you have one, but you better not carry it safely. <laughs> you stick that in your waistband <laughs> yeah. like an American. <laughs> Throughout the last episode, we gave several examples of how Beatrice, the very wonderful mother of Sir Richard, was negligent throughout most of his life. Now, just to give a few examples and to refresh your brains, uh, it was Beatrice who was who pushed really hard to have uh, Richard released from his mental health care facility, the same one where he gained the name Dracula because he was <laughs> actively killing birds in his room and drinking their stinky bird blood. <laughs> <laughs> but he should go home. Yeah, no. Well, she also stopped giving Richard his medicine once discharged, and throughout Richard's life, she was always fucking downplaying the concerns, you know, of many mental health f- professionals. I like her reasoning too. It's like, oh, uh, he's acting—he's not acting like the the Richard I know. Yeah, that's that's probably a good thing. <laughs> he's a zombie. Well, he's not fucking killing things. He's not sucking off birds. I mean, he still is, but like I said, she always played downplayed all the concerns that mental health professionals had for Richard being a fucking loony bastard. So just to add another negligent act, Beatrice allowed him to own a fucking gun, you know? This was her with her knowing that he suffered from paranoid schizophrenia, had an aptitude for killing fucking animals and torturing them. And frequent violent mood swings. You know, the same mood swings that she got the fuck beat out of her by a phone because she called the cops on him. So, right off the bat, bam. I would go on to say that Beatrice earned the Dildo of the Week award. That's two weeks mm. running. I mean, to be fair, it's like, you know, she might have been like, well, I think if he has a gun, maybe he won't be so paranoid. You know, he'll be able to defend himself from these imaginary things that he's apparently afraid of. He's down at Walmart point and going, pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew. Oh, fuck. Goddamn. Sir, we're all out of 22s. Oh. Yep. So, yeah, two weeks in a row. Congratulations. Dildo of the Week Award, if you remember his... The quite prestigious and quite floppy award here at the Lunch Pail Boys podcast, which ranks right up there with the the douche of the week. Have we given out a douche of the week before? No. no that's, that's, that's coming. <laughs> that's right up there. That's coming. Oh, it is, son. Burton, uh, can you please assign an honorary butt come score to Beatrice's? Like, throughout the... The period that we've talked about, like how would you, how many butt comes would you say? Uh, like a two, two out of five. Two out of five butt comes. Yeah, it's pretty low. It's not cool, bro. And he's usually pretty generous with the butt coming. 
<laughs> He's always been real generous with comment about it. <laughs> just helps lube, it helps lube the turds. <laughs> okay. Do you think um do you right think on. semen in your butthole? Like if there's sperm in there? Do you think they start eating the shit before it comes out? <clears throat> no, I don't think they eat anything. I think they're just like trying to get somewhere. I imagine there's them like, being like little tadpoles in a pond and they're just like up in there feeding on the poop. There's like there's like, oh this egg, it smells kinda weird, but let's keep going. <laughs> the thing comes out looking like a fucking uh, uh custard filled donut. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God, I bet cum shit's so nasty. <laughs> Jesus. We gotta get back on. We gotta get back on. Oh, we gotta. <laughs> anyway, so I think that question here. The question here is, uh, why did Richard's rage escalate into something more homicidal? <laughs> he ain't killed anybody yet. Just animals. Um, he has beat the living fuck out of his mom, probably his grandma and several neighborhood animals, but he's not murdered. He's not He's not really criminal to anyone yet. Mm. Uh, I bet he criminaled on some rabbits. Yeah. There are some... They're like, oh, no! <laughs> his parents definitely found some sticky sticky rabbits at his home. Mm. Like, please take us back to the testing facility! <laughs> I'd much rather be sprayed with Avon! <laughs> <laughs> Makeup doesn't hurt like this does. <laughs> It's in my common knives are way worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, now to answer your question, on December twentieth, Richard was asked by his parents, who, again, to refresh, they were both separated at the time. Uh, were it was told asked by his parents not to come around to either home anymore. Now, what brought upon his parents' response <laughs> was Richard's visit to his mother's home. When his mother came to the door, he grabbed the family cat and blew its fucking head off in front of her. Oh. Hey, Mom. <laughs> it's like, 22s have a real soft sound anyway. It's like, ting, and then, oh. Rah! Oh, no, the cat's no. screaming. Dude, it ain't scream after it gets shot. That pussy's if screaming. It if it was a 22 pistol, <clears throat> it was still pretty loud. Is it? Bah! I've never fucked with a 22 pistol. It's always been like a... Not rifle. It's loud yeah, enough. I mean, it's it's like uh, it's like probably the equivalent of like a loud firecracker or something going on. Yeah, it's like a okay, a black cat. Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar to a black cat exploding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just got that. Uh, <laughs> Very good fun. Unintended. Unintended. Oh, so after blowing the pussy's head off, <laughs> Dick proceeded to smear blood all over himself. I imagine he was just like, oh, yeah. Oh, would you fuck me? Oh. I'd fuck me. My God. Extreme finger painting. Or he was practicing his camouflage technique for when he's in hell. <laughs> he just really likes blood. It's probably really good for your skin. His mother allegedly told his father about what happened, though she left out the part where Richard smeared the animal's blood all over himself. Of course. That's fair. Those are... My question is, this is so fucking close to Christmas. Right off the bat when I read this, I was like, I wonder if it was because the parents asked him not to come home or the fucking Christmas music he's probably heard since mid-November. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, 
like we said, Richard was still being Richard, eating animals, sucking butts, the whole nine. But he was being sneakier. Richard went on to fake out those who were paying attention to him. Richard appeared to be cleaning up. You know, he cut his hair, shaved, began to dress better. He still probably stank like a motherfucker. Oh, I don't know. This guy doesn't smell like stale blood anymore. Hmm. He doesn't have rabbit fur caked to his mouth. <laughs> He's got duct tape rabbit fur around his forearms. Oh. <laughs> so... But he told his parents he was feeling better. You know, he also told him he was thinking about starting to look for a job. Uh, Richard's parents really thought he was, you know, turning his shit right around. But in all reality, he was just manipulating them, manipulating everybody. While appearing as if he is cleaning up, he was buying more fucking gun or more ammo. And also planning on the days he was going to murder people. Because, like, when uh, detectives went into his house, <clears throat> the days that he had killed people was days that he had circled on his uh, um, calendar. It said, like, kill people here. Kill people. <laughs> he just... Uh, big X. Big, big X over this area. Kill everyone here. Pretty much. Hey, Mom and Dad. Uh, you know, anybody looking to hire anyone that could suck some rabbits off real good? <laughs> That's my big. Uh, I, I I got a call in. I got a call in. I'm sucking rabbit's blood. I heard this thing called Pornhub. Let's start an OnlyFans. I'm a rabbit sucker in '69. Mm. OnlyFans back in the '70s is like a fucking mailing. Uh, That's like a CB radio. <laughs> Breaker one niner. I'm sucking the shit out of this rabbit's neck right now. Keep on going, Candy Cane. I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're so, kind of fucked up, aren't you? <laughs> um, so, with this fact and then some others within this episode, we're going to show you how Richard, you know, all this shit was premeditated. He knew what he was doing. Um, so, fuck this dude. I really have a strong hatred for him. Yeah, there's not a very very many redeeming qualities. I wouldn't suck a fart out of his butt. Uh, no. No. <laughs> now, Richard, who can be described by criminolog criminologists and psychologists as a disorganized visionary killer. For those who don't know, there are, tip there are typical classifications of serial killers. One is a visionary killer which a visionary killer is someone who is experienced, experiencing psychosis and is compelled by an external force, whether it is internal by nature, such as voices in one's head or the demons or external, such as a parent or dog, uh, like a dog talking to him. Dog made me do it. Who like the that? son of Sam. <clears throat> He's also labeled as disorganized, which is fair. Um, considering a few minutes, you'll see how his killings typically had no flow or ritual and were just kind of all over the place. Also known as disorganized. Yep. Flying by the seats of his rabbit's blood-soaked pants. <laughs> He's, he wears rabbit... 
rabbit underwear. Yeah. <laughs> I like to soak my but underwear in rabbit's blood to keep my taint safe from the COVID. Oh, fuck. This was in 77. He knew something. Mm. Richard wasn't picking you and selecting victims. He didn't target women or women or men. God, that smells so bad. Jesus Christ. Exactly. I mean, oh my gosh. <laughs> Richard wasn't picked. Richard wasn't picked. I had, I had a glass of milk earlier and it's not good. <laughs> Richard wasn't picky when selecting victims. He didn't target women, nor men, specifically. It was mostly about the blood for him. So, either sex would do. Leading up to his first murder, Richard started walking up to people's homes, as well as stalking people. Going into properties, even backyards, to ogle at the potential victims through their windows. He was going through the process, you know, that most serial killers go through, starting, you know, low-level shit and, you know, peeping, jacking off in a bush, standing above the door and jacking off when people came out. I don't know about nice. that last one. Um, and building up each time, you know, to establish confidence, you know, a step further each time. Uh, with most serial killers, this process typically takes several years. Four months. Not with Richard. He did this over a fucking month, or not even a month, a week or two. Just a little over a year. <laughs> a week or two, a little over a year. <laughs> he was on the fast track uh, of uh, homicide. It's prime shipping, son. He's probably sitting out there with a rabbit, headless rabbit, just. <laughs> Nobody's noticed my my rabbit Gatorade. <laughs> I need to hydrate. Now, TJ, I was just wondering, where is your three foot long fucking drink at? <laughs> I asked him that earlier. We I don't have a. We embarrassed him. You know, a tube of carbon dioxide. What's it called? <laughs> the tube for it. Carbon dioxide. Is that what you said? I think it's carbon dioxide. Carbon monoxide. Isn't it? Or monoxide. Yeah. Which carbonation? I don't remember. No, it's dioxide. Yeah. Mon- monoxide would probably kill you. Okay, so I was right. God damn, yeah, I thought I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate you. We're gaslighting you. Oh. Uh, uh, I have some gaslight. <laughs> Another unintended circumstance. I'm circumcised also. Ooh. That makes two. Nice. TJ's got that big old uncircumcised one. <laughs> No, I don't have no cheese growing in that. Hard to uncir- no it's hard to hurt. It's hard to circumcise a monster can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I had that hood cut off a long time ago. I didn't want to be seen as in the KKK. None of us have the druid going on? No. Nope. Yep. No, okay. TJ's winner actually. I'm not a big fan of cheese anyways, so. Swinner <laughs> looks like a bratwurst before you cook it. Jesus Soft. Does anyone look like it does after you cook it, where it's splitting down the middle and juicing out the side? Oh, when you bite it, it just pops in your mouth. Oh, that, that bite. Oh That's God. a skin. Throw a little mustard on it. Some Frank's Red Hot. Oh, my 
gosh, you can cut it up, put it in some potatoes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Wash it down with a nice cold brew. On December 27th, 1977, two days after Christmas, <laughs> Richard took his first shot at killing a human woman. Uh, this woman was named Dorothy Polensky, and she was doing her dishes when she heard a loud pop. Followed, that ain't normal. No. Followed by the sound of glass breaking. Ooh. Old Dorothy turned her head toward the sound of the glass breaking, and as she did, she felt a streak of heat pass right above her skull. And Dorothy was like, we're not in Kansas anymore. She's not somewhere over the rainbow, I don't think. Oh, lost my hymen. <laughs> Must be Burton. <laughs> Burton at work. <laughs> As she Maybe did, it's secure. <laughs> As she did so, she felt a streak of heat pass right above her skull. The sensation of heat on her head was from a bullet that had passed through the tight bun that Dorothy wore every day. Uh, I'm assuming that's a hairstyle bun. <laughs> the bullet passed right through her tight buns. She's not right, wearing a fucking... Right through her she's buns She's not wearing a hamburger bun on her head. Right through her that buns. That would be funny if that was a style. Yeah. Ah, I got a sesame seed bun. <laughs> <laughs> the sesame seed deflected... Tight. The, yeah, the sesame seed defect deflected the bullet, though, so we're good. So yeah. Also cooked the hamburger inside of it. <laughs> she got a Big Mac on her head. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's the, why her head was warm. Yeah, really. Yeah. So the bullet passed through the bun, missed her head, and lodged itself in the back of one of the kitchen cabinets. Richard's first attempt at murdering a human was very unsuccessful, but the bullet would match the gun that Richard would use the very next day. So he just bang. Oh, fuck. And then ran away. Ah, shit. I sh yeah. Damn it. I shot a Big Mac. I got to go. Oopsie. I'm sorry, <laughs> McDonald's. Sorry. So sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, on December 29th, 1917, I mean, 1977, <laughs> Chase became an inductee into the Killers Club. Old Dick killed his first victim in a drive-by shooting within a mile of his apartment. The killing was an apparent warm-up and self-imposed test. He was building up. For his orgasm. The victim was Ambrose Griffin, a 51-year-old witch from the show Sabrina, also an engineer and a father of two. Minus the 50, the witch from Sabrina? <laughs> I mean, I do love the Netflix Sabrina show. Mm -hmm. It's a bisexual warlock. That, that fucking chick's hot as shit. But anyways, back onto this. <clears throat> Ambrose's wife had just arrived home from grocery shopping, and Ambrose was helping her bring groceries into their home. His wife heard him yelling at someone, and then two loud pops, just before he collapsed. 
she rushed to his side, thinking he had a fucking heart attack. <laughs> but quickly became evident when he flipped over that he was bleeding. He's like, I was shot, you dumb bitch. That's some heart attack. You're bleeding. You just <laughs> God damn. popped right out of your chest like a uh, like fucking alien. <laughs> the heart wasn't fucking around. No. That's high blood pressure, son. Yeah. <laughs> Richard did not plan this out. It just happened to be the right time. After shooting, after the shooting, Richard kept driving. Ambrose's son had seen the car that the killer was driving, but said he saw a different car than the Ranchero that Richard was driving. So he's still driving that piece of shit Ranchero. Mm-hmm. That's the one that he but, that they uh, he drove out to the desert had the cows liver in. Yep. Yeah. But imagine some skinny ass, stinky white boy rolling down his, pulling up, rolling down his window real quick, pew pew, yeah. then rolling it back <laughs> up and driving off. What a pussy bitch! Oh, I, you're gonna say that more than once this yeah. episode. We're not even. We're only four pages in. We got a lot of pussy bitch to come. We got a lot of hymens <clears throat> to break, son. <laughs> Something like that. The city of Sacramento was in shock due to the unprovoked natures of the killing and the lack of any possible leads or evidence. After this killing, Richard's bloodlust only gained strength. Massive strength. Ooh. In the days following... Hard strength. Hard strength. In the days following, Richard was observed by a neighbor on several occasions... Uh, Carrying animals. Uh-huh. Two cats and one dog. Cat dog. Don't end the world with a little cat dog. The neighbor told law enforcement <laughs> that she had never seen him bring the animals back out of the house. But I did see him carrying a package of Eckridge hot dogs several times. <laughs> I've carried a lot of things in this house that have never come back out. He's the man Nosey in the house went back and killed a little cat <laughs> So I want to say real quick before we get moving on, because for too long it's going to get to the point where I can't say it. Right now, my balls are real hard. Mm. Burton, my ass is your butt is real, wet? It's my asshole super wet. But oh, it's yeah, mainly dude. because I've been sharting like crazy. Oh, Jesus Christ. My butthole's really tied up against this chair. Ooh. So over here, my fart, it's like forced out. It's like... Uh, it's almost like farting underwater, minus Ooh. the water. My favorite. Hmm. Yeah, every fart's like... And then you're like farting, and it's like the La Brea tar pits. <laughs> yeah, but it smells like West Baden. Oh, nice. I think the La Brea tar pits stink, too. Oh, God. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, during January, precisely one year into the murdering, <laughs> Richard was frequently taking walks around the neighborhood, trying to find unlocked doors, and also scoping out possible places to kill people. So he was on the hunt for another victim. Somewhere around January 8th through the 10th, Richard attempted to gain entry into another neighbor's home. So this dumbass apparently did not like venturing out of a mile span of his fucking apartment. 
everything that he has done so far and will do has been within a mile of his fucking apartment. Nobody was Real smart. Nobody was like Follow the trail of blood. There's a guy <laughs> within a mile that likes to suck a rabbit. Oh, and we happened to find him in the desert doing doing the the carry, uh, and you know, doing the carry. Probably not a suspect. Yeah, he's probably fine though. You know. Yeah, he checks out. But people do notice him after a certain point, though. But it's still like his stupidity, like. Like I said, January 8th to 10th, Richard had attempted a grain entry into another neighbor's home. Chase found that the home's doors were locked, so he walked away. Um, later, after being caught, Richard would tell detectives that he believed locked doors were a sign that he was not welcome. No more locked doors. <laughs> On the contrary, unlocked doors were an invitation. So right there, a true fucking vampire. Mm-hmm. Got to be invited in. And what more reason do you need to lock your fucking doors? Mm-hmm. Or get a big fucking dog that'll yeah. rip the throat out of a skinny That's little true. boy. That's why I got Rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rosie's a big floof. And if she don't know you, she ain't. She'll rip the scrotum right yeah, off she's of you. An angry floof. <laughs> right, Rosie. Yep, she's sleeping. <laughs> she don't give a fuck right now. On January 11th, Chase asked his neighbor for a cigarette, then forcibly restrained her as she gave him an entire pack. <laughs> she said no. He grabbed her arm, put it right behind her back, and said, say uncle and give me a fucking cigarette, bitch. <laughs> okay, take this. Take the whole pack, I guess. Take it, stinky. Why'd you ask? <laughs> On January 23rd, mid-afternoon, Sacramento police were called to an apparent break-in at a home on Bernice Street. Bernice? Not far from where the Griffin shooting had occurred. The residents, Robert and Barbara Edwards, were just returning from a shopping trip when they heard a loud noise inside their house. Robert and his wife walked into the home and saw Richard and a chase ensued. Richard Chase. (laughs) (laughs) The old Dick Chase ensued around the home until Richard was able to get to get by them and escape. Robert stated that he saw a white man who was fairly tall and skinny as fuck with long, dark hair and was extremely dirty. So... What's that thing? What's that show where people they would chase and they'd play that doot 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 or not the doot doot doot? What's it's like a are you talking about like Benny Hill? Yeah, that song is called Yakety Sax. Oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that for some reason. Playing while they're running around chasing each other. Yeah, normally, normally it's it's Benny Hill chasing around like some hot nurses trying to pinch him. And then they turn around and they start chasing him. But in this case, it's a couple of homeowners chasing around a dirty, skinny. Sack. So, you know, while Benny Hill is fun and lighthearted and maybe only mildly sexually inappropriate, what we have here is uh, far, far worse. As police canvassed the area, they discovered that a man fitting that description had been seen earlier that day. 
the man, Richard, walked up to a neighbor's home. A lady named Jean Layton and attempted to gain entry through a side door of the home. It was locked. So then he tried the patio door. And again, the door was fucking locked. So Richard then attempted to jimmy open the windows. But they were also locked. Thank God somebody has some fucking goddamn common sense. So he eventually walked around to the back door again and saw Jean staring at him through the glass doors. Richard stared right back, you know, and Gene would go on to state that the motherfucker showed no emotions at all. No fear, nothing. After a few minutes of, like, staring back and forth, pulled out a cigarette, lit it, and walked away. Ah, that's pretty, pretty ballsy. That's fucking crazy. Uh, The fact that he... Like, he showed no fear when he was caught. And she's like, that's... I think she said that was really scary, just the blank look on his yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, mm, what? Mm. So... This was bef- before the Robert, Barbara Edwards? Yeah, right. Yeah. This was before he went to their house? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... But that... I'll say, like, he's, like, got this whole thing about locked doors, but he really tried to find something that was unlocked. Yeah. Well, he really wanted to fuck somebody. I don't know if at this point he was wanting to fuck somebody up or just still shit, because at Robert and Barbara's, he actually had, like, <clears throat> shit in his hand that he was trying to steal. I think it was, like, a dagger hmm. and then something else. Apparently, the guy was a part of, like, fucking, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, something with a dagger. I can't think of. The Illuminati or some shit. He had a fucking dagger in his house. All right. All right. But so I think here when he was trying to gain access, he wasn't necessarily looking to kill somebody. After being chased from Edward's home. Where he shit in the baby's bed. Richard decided he was thirsty, so he went to a store to grab a drink. You know, stalking the neighborhood for someone to kill can be very energy depleting. And it also makes you thirsty for blood and a monster. <laughs> uh, he shit in a baby's bed. Yeah, I forgot to mention it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. The first house, Barbara's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, depend. Yeah, that, that could dehydrate you a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> you had diarrhea that day. <laughs> So Richard went into the store and bought himself a nice orange soda. Because who loves orange soda? Richard loves orange soda. Who doesn't? Fuck, I love an orange soda. While in there, he recognized an old classmate of his, Nancy Holden. By this time, due to the lack of any medicine and him fueling his own paranoid delusions, he is mentally fucked at this point, with a capital F. So imagine how good the conversation was for Nancy. Probably not good. <laughs> Richard walked up to Nancy and said, Were you on that motorcycle when Kurt was killed? Because that would have been fucking awesome. 
Is that his voice? I don't know. That's <laughs> that was the thing I tried to find the most was an example of what Richard Chase sounded like and couldn't find it. So, Were you on that motorcycle? <laughs> I like that. That's fair. <laughs> Although Nancy had, in fact, dated a guy named Kurt who had, in fact, died in a motorcycle accident, Nancy was understandably freaked out by the question. Not the least because she barely recognized Chafe as he was a filthy, dirty, shit-smelling uh, twig man than he had been uh, when she had known him. And he was wearing a bright orange ski parka, which was covered in brown stains <laughs> that were mm -hmm. most definitely dried up blood. Nancy... And poop. Yeah. <laughs> he's got poop on his fucking coat yeah from shit in the baby bed it's true he'd shit and roll around in the baby baby shit bed <laughs> he's not a fucking dog this barely point, i don't know i mean we're not he's eating he's eating animals drinking blood chasing people yeah, at this point he's acting like one of my <laughs> shitting dogs in baby's beds yeah Nancy soon broke free from the uncomfortable conversation, but Richard followed her outside, asking Nancy for a ride. <laughs> oh, man. Sure. Uh, she quickly got to her car, started it, and drove off just as Richard was about to open the passenger side door. Mm. Hey, I want a ride! <laughs> uh, we don't know the intentions of Richard. Um, you know, like what he, what he had planned with old Nancy Holden. But it's fair to assume that if she had given him a ride, he would have pulled that little 22 pea shooter out that he had on his shoulder holster and shot Nancy and then probably fucked her butthole. Ooh. But Nancy got away. And after she drove off, he observed a blue van parked in the parking lot of the store. Well, that blue van right now may not you know, make sense why that. It will. Here in a second. So by this time, after one failed robbery, one good poop <laughs> in the baby crib, one other failed entry into the home, and one failed chance to kill a classmate and possibly fuck her, you know, as as they say in France, he was hurting for a squirting. Mm. Meaning he had an itch that needed to be scratched real fucking bad right now. He had a couple strikes, and he was in need of a of a, a good hit. I figured the pooping would have cleared it out, you know, cleared the cash. No. 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 I mean, the poop's a good start. It's like a f I mean, Nancy was holding, and Richard was chasing. <laughs> oh! That's my boy! <laughs> that's some wordplay. God. That's some... Use that mouth like that again, you dirty boy. Mmm. <laughs> So Richard was heading back into the neighborhood. He walked past a house at 2360 Tioga Way <laughs> and observed a blue van in the driveway. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Tioga. Yep. It's sort of like <laughs> crypto zoo. <I> <laughs> the same blue van from the grocery store that he had seen earlier. Uh, an hour prior, probably seen as a sign, Richard decided that this would definitely be his next target. 
<laughs> Unlike his unknown motives with Nancy, Richard made a clear decision to move on from robbery to something a little more not, not so wholesome. <laughs> we can say with uh, we can say this with the utmost confidence because he knew absolutely knew that somebody was home. So here is the point where some brutal shit really fucking starts to happen. So if you don't want to hear this, either fast forward because this is some fucked up and extremely graphic shit that we're going to start covering. It ain't getting better. This is your warning and one of your only warnings as of now. Sorry, I was itching my butt. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty graphic. Your face said it all, too. It scared me. <laughs> well, I was trying to get in there like it's between my balls and kind of my taint area a little bit. Ooh. Before entering the home, Richard walked up to the mailbox. He ejected a bullet from his twenty-two caliber revolver and put it in the mailbox in the front of the driveway. Why the fuck did he do that? You'll see. What a dumbass. He then walked up to the front door, discovering it was unlocked, and he walked inside. So many things show premeditation and, a like, he knew what he was going to do. He knew he was showboating. I'm pretty sure that was a chance right there to showboat. Yeah, he was masturbating. In the hall, he found a six-week pregnant woman named Teresa Whalen on her way out with a bag of garbage. Richard pointed his gun at Teresa. She dropped the fucking bag and put her hands up. Oh, shit. That's when Richard fired two shots. According to an article written by Christo M. Sanchez titled Richard Chase Ran of Blood, quote, the first bullet entered her palm, traveled up her arm, exited through her elbow, and nicked her in the neck. Jeez. The second bullet went through the top part of her skull, killing her. End quote. So, that's fucking... Uh, after being struck in the skull, she fucking dropped. Like a sack that of shit. The first shot was like the magic bullet kind of shot. Yeah. Sting, zing, zing. This is like... Anyway. All of a sudden, you see Bush say, that's a good one. <laughs> Teresa dropped to the ground, and Richard proceeded to walk up to place his gun six inches away from her temple and fire one more bullet into her head. Richard then went on to pick up Teresa's body by the shoulders and dragged her into the bedroom, leaving a long, dark streak of blood on the floor. After he laid her down, he walked back to the kitchen where he got a knife. And I don't think he was going to make himself a sandwich. <laughs> Ooh, mayonnaise. Slice some bread, slather some... Nasty mayonnaise. <laughs> because in the hall, he picked up an empty yogurt cup out of the garbage that Teresa had dropped and also brought that into the bedroom with him and the knife. <clears throat> Which is so an odd choice. <laughs> well, Richard feeling fully charged after he took his yogurt cup shots, decided he was wanting to fuck a dead body. What did he do with the yogurt cups? He took shots. He drained, he scooped out blood. Okay. That's what I thought, but. Okay. But this was some hardcore fucking like, it grossed me out a little bit just thinking about it. But so. 
da, da, da. Richard. Feel like making push. love. Da, da, da. <laughs> Feel like making love with a dead body. <laughs> so, Richard pushed up Teresa's top up to her chin and pulled her pants down around her ankles. He then proceeded to have intercourse with her dead body. You know, and it only gets worse from here. I'm folks. sorry, I made that joke. This is not. This is nothing to joke about. <laughs> God damn it! After the necrophilia, so he pulled her sweater over her shoulders and cut off her left nipple. He then stabbed her torso several times. One of the times was so hard he split open her fucking sternum. He then sliced open the left side of her stomach, reached inside the wound, pulled out her intestines until all of her organs were fucking exposed. And she was six months pregnant. Which six months isn't necessarily noticeable. I don't know if he noticed then. No, six weeks, not six months. Six oh, weeks. Oh, I <laughs> six months. Yeah, that's. No, a, I may have accidentally. No, she was only six weeks. That's a big difference. <clears throat> yeah. I was sitting there like, why in the fuck he knows? He's he's gotten how many women pregnant now? Like making love to you, Burton. Will be Burton. <sighs> Richard would go on to stab the organs eight times, stabbing so deep that the knife came through her back. The only organs left unscathed were the kidneys. He then used the empty yogurt cup to gather some blood from Teresa's stomach cavity and drink as much of it uh, before he went to the bathroom and smeared it on his face and hands. We call that extreme face painting. <laughs> the final disgrace of the body came when Chase walked out of the house and picked up a pile of dog shit from the yard walked back inside and shoved the poop into Teresa's mouth. Jesus, fuck. He called the shit poop. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm not trying to make light of this. I mean, that's all just... we can do at this point. Mm. That's pretty fucked up right there. So, after the horrific facts, Richard left Teresa's house covered in her fucking blood, walked all the way from her house to his apartment within a mile. During daytime... Nah. Like I said, his house was very close to her apartment, or her house was very close to her apartment. So once he arrived home, he didn't shower. He remained covered in blood and would spend the rest of the evening watching a little bit of tube. Hmm. I saw this man walking down the street with red on him. A lot of red. Must have been out in the desert. <laughs> I mean, he'd done this before. Was, yeah, they probably just thought it was cow blood or rabbit blood or. Bird blood. Chicken, Chicken blood. blood. Oh, that's a bird. <laughs> so it was around 6 p.m. that evening when Teresa's husband would come home and discover her deceased body. This was Richard's first big killing. There wasn't much regards to evidence or evidence of a killing pattern that could link this killing to the killing. Lots of killing. There's killing and this killing that could link this killing to the killing of Ambrose Griffin. Mm, double, double killing. <laughs> the small, lots of killing. <laughs> the only small amount of evidence was the 22 bullets used to kill both Ambrose and Teresa. And that's all that law enforcement had at this time. Which I fucked up a little bit because 
they were like he did have boot marks where he walked through the blood, tracked blood through the house on the carpet. Um, oh, had like a handprint with a ring was evident on yeah, but the carpet. But these are, I mean, these are two drastically different style of killings. Like one is very, well, no. I mean. If you're starting to think about like who could do if this is the same person, one is very impersonal and one is very up close and personal. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Jesus. So law enforcement was sort of at a loss at this time. I will say, unlike most fucking killers that I've read about, like they fucking Sacramento fucking did a badass job with this. Um, they'll catch up pretty soon with Chase. Even though there wasn't much substantial physical evidence, there were other types of evidence, like I said, you know, that they that could give officers later a whiff of what kind of killer they're dealing with. So law enforcement was looking at how the victim had been killed, weapons, and possibly if there was any uh, order or ritual to the killing. Richard falls into a few categories. First, he could be considered what's called a disorganized killer. There's no rhyme, reason, methodology, ass, blood, and guts just everywhere. Just acting in the moment. Hmm. But Richard also fell under a category, uh, what is called a, a category called a product, a product killer. God damn it. Produce killer. Produce. <laughs> <laughs> That motherfucker killed that tomato. I, I seen him. him. He ate that carrot's butt out and then killed it. Oh, fuck. Richard's intention was to kill people as fast as possible because it was not so much of the thrill of the murder, but rather what he could do to the body afterwards. Mm. He didn't want to struggle. He wanted immediate fucking control of the situation, especially considering that he was a short. He wasn't really short, sort of short. 5'10", 5'11". like a tall, lanky... Thin, stinky... Yeah. Scrawny man. But he wasn't overpowering anybody. Yeah. Which I think is weird that he carried around... For being a serial killer, he carried around a weapon that was so... Like, uh... Imper- not impersonal. Uh, you don't see serial killers carry around guns and kill people with guns. It's typically something that... You're in contact with close quarters. No, I mean depending on the type, but I mean, yeah, you know. We brought up we brought up the dog talker, uh, son of Sam. He shot people. He was a forty-five killer. Special, forty-five. Was it? I think. What was a forty-five? I think he was a forty-five. I think that was a song. I think that song was about son of Sam. It was like a song from this point of view of a son of Sam victim. But then also the Zodiac, too. He, he also offed a few people with a, with a pistol as well. It's not unheard of, just yep. depending on the type of cruel bastard you're up against. Yeah. Jesus fuck. <sighs> God damn it. <laughs> Now, a day or two after the Teresa Whalen uh, murder, old Twiggy McGee began looking for his next victim. Richard began going door to door 
he's like a door to door salesman. Basically, almost. <laughs> Look, I'm looking to murder like someone. Looking... Can I interest you today? Oh yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. What uh, What do you mean by murder? Do you mean by murder these stains in my carpet? Or murder this <laughs> pussy? Um, Actually, that's exactly what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna cut that pussy out and I'm gonna wear it like a hat. What? I mean, oh, look at this. <laughs> no. I used to murder pussy, but now I'm here to murder you. Huh? <laughs> Richard began going door to door mm -hmm. asking for whoever answered for old magazines, specifically back issues of Mad Magazine and Cosmopolitan. However, it is impossible to say with certainty whether he was looking for his next victim or if he was simply acting on some schizophrenic impulse. Seeing as Richard's behavior, uh, as well as he looked, Seeing as Richard's behavior, as well as he looked, was unusual uh, in the neighborhood, a few of his neighbors reported to the police that they'd seen him. Uh, they had that they had seen him walking from house to house. Also, after Wayland's murder, a couple called the police after they found one of their Labrador puppies dead on their back patio. So Richard is still. Obviously, being Richard, even among killing people, it goes back to Old Faithful. But the pup had been shot and had its stomach ripped open. When the police asked if they had seen any strange people around recently, they told the police about the skinny, filthy man in the orange jacket who they had seen, who had also bought two puppies from them a few days prior. I like that he's also being very visible with his orange, bright orange jacket. You know, some With high vis. Red stains on red st it. Brown. Come on. Brown, red. He's rolling around in that baby shit. Um, Lieutenant Biondi, who was investigating Theresa Wallen's murder, had already started to create a profile. Ray was acting on a hunch and remembered the reports people had about the magazine hunter that fit the same description as the puppy killer. So he ordered an autopsy on the little pup and found fragments of a twenty-two bullet. It wasn't enough to match it to the Wallen murder, but it was still a clue. Despite the Popo's hard work and tireless efforts, Richard Chase would claim four more victims before they would even know names. Dun, dun, dun. Four days later, on January 27th, Richard was out to kill again. A 38-year-old single mother, Evelyn Miroth, was the target. Evelyn, a single mother who had a six-year-old boy named Jason, she was also watching her sister-in-law's 20-month-year-old baby named David Barriara. On that day, Evelyn had planned to send Jason to play out in the snow with a neighbor, but Jason would never get to play in the snow because of Richard Chase. At 9.05 a.m., Evelyn's friend, old Danny Meredith, came over to the house. Once there, Evelyn asked him if he could drive out and rent some snowshoes for Jason. Danny happily obliged. At the same time, Richard took his sweet ranchero and parked it <laughs> in a parking lot within a short distance behind Evelyn's home. And it, uh, you know wasn't even parked correct 
in you know in a in a correct way. He was parked like an asshole, just kind of parked across several different parking spots. Try not to get any attention. He parks like a fucking cunt. Mm -hmm. Not long after Danny left the house, Richard entered the home through the unlocked back door. He proceeded into the bathroom where Evelyn was taking a bath, and he quickly dispatched her by shooting her in the fucking head, killing her instantly. He had done the deed quickly and cowardly in order to avoid the struggle, you know, his M.O. so far. This is the same thing that he did with Teresa Whalen. Once Evelyn was dead, Richard drug her dead naked body out of the bathroom and into the bedroom where he laid her onto the bed. What happened next is not known in detail, but it's presumed that six-year-old Jason heard the gunshot and went into his mother's bedroom just as Richard was lying or <clears throat> Richard was laying his mother on the bed. Richard shot the young boy twice in the head at close range and left the body on the floor in a pool of blood. Shortly after shooting Jason, Richard went to the kitchen and grabbed a knife so he can repeat the same brutality that he subjected Teresa Whalen's body to. While in the kitchen, he made some supper. <laughs> ham sandwich. Ham sandwich. Y'all want a ham sandy? Mmm. I'll put extra mayo and blood on it. While in the kitchen, the front door opened up and Danny walked in with snowshoes in hand. Richard walked out into the hall where he met Danny. Richard had his gun in hand and shot the poor little son of a gun right between the eyes. After murdering Danny, Richard noticed the sounds of 20-month-old David crying from one of the bedrooms he hadn't yet seen. Following the wells, he found the baby lying in the crib. He pointed the gun at the small head of the baby boy and pulled the trigger. Uh, God damn it. <sighs> Sorry. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's brutal. Not good. Not a lot to joke about here. No. Old Dick Richard then returned to the bedroom with his two carving knives from the kitchen and began to emulate the blood ritual he had reformed on the corpse of Teresa Whalen. First, he cut open Evelyn's stomach, sternum to navel, and cut again across her belly and pulled out her intestine. Richard began to stab Evelyn in specific organs, again leaving only the kidneys unscathed. He then took out the liver, and I guess in some premonitory filling, he cut off a piece and ate it. Yep. With a nice liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> what was his, like... It's actually Chianti. Chianti. Yeah, his old Chianti. <laughs> what was his, like, thing to, like, the, the kidneys? It's like, I, I don't know. leave them alone. They're sacred they organs. Like, I like them kidneys. I like the beans. Richard then proceeded to pull out the rest of her organs while also collecting as much blood as he could from her abdomen. Uh, this sick son bitch was acting like fucking the damn milkmaiden. 
milk made from hell. <laughs> God damn. That's not milk. Yeah. That's blood. Go back out. <laughs> the di- <sighs> oh, Mom, I killed all these rabbits. Shit. I'm sorry. I'm joking <laughs> during <Hey>. this. <laughs> what else are you going to do? So before we proceed, we would like to point out that the murder of Evelyn and Teresa are very similar up to this point. The factors that differentiate this from Teresa's murder was that Chase would sink more and more uh, into the mouth of depravity. So old fuck nut Richard rolled Evelyn's body over on her stomach and proceeded in stabbing her anus six times. He then proceeded in sodomizing her until he completed. He then rolled her back over sliced open her neck, and then he carefully cut out one of her eyes. After all this, Richard had done all he wanted with the body of Evelyn Merrith. <laughs> Is that a goddamn door creaking? Is this a goddamn haunted house? That was your door behind you. Your what door was moving fuck? again. Your door was... <laughs> Why you bring levity, Burton? Burton's levity. What, levity else, are you, what else are you going to do? Oh my god, because it's not getting better. It's not getting any better. Well, oh my god! It's shit all the way around. <laughs> Can you guys smell that uh, one? The mic I, I, you know what? That might be a palate cleanser to what. But Richard wasn't done. No, he was done with Evelyn, but he wasn't done. Yeah, it's yet. not getting better. Richard went back to the bedroom where he had left the dead infant. Brought the body back to the bathroom where he stabbed the baby in the chest, then split the head open, and partly dumped the baby's brains into the bathtub. It was then a knock came from the front door. When six-year-old Jason didn't show up to the neighbor's house, as expected, the neighbor sent their little girl to see why Jason hadn't arrived yet. This isn't bad, thank God. So she knocked knocked on the door, and it startled the fuck out of Chase. Thank fucking God Chase didn't (sighs) answer the door. Instead... He waited until the little girl left and then grabbed Danny Meredith's keys. He escaped unseen by anyone with a fucking bucket of blood and the body of a 20-month-old kid under what? his arm who had his head split open and was bleeding out the kid chest. with him? Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, fuck this guy. So it's not even there's no words to say how much fuck this guy. So he's come a long way from sucking off rabbits and birds. To fucking killing babies. Yep. The crime scene was discovered 30 minutes later when a worried neighbor opened the back door and saw Danny's corpse laying in the hall. The murder of the two adults, the child and the infant from the time Richard had entered the house to when he escaped had taken a mere 45 minutes. As we said, when Richard left the home, he took Meredith's car, to which he drove uh, to his apartment. Not necessarily to his apartment, but a few down, about 100 feet or so away from his front door. When the police arrived, they found a grisly scene. Bloody footprints were all over the house. Danny lay dead in the hallway in a pool of blood. Evelyn was found on her bed, naked and spread-eagled. She had been shot in the head, and her abdomen had been cut open, her intestines protruding from the wound. Some of her organs had been removed. But not the kid. 
I said, but not the kidneys. They were. They well, were he took. I think he may have taken the kidneys Ooh. with him. Maybe they were too heavy because she had kidney stones. What the fuck? <laughs> nice. I love it. So, police were at a loss about who had committed these uh, fucking atrocious murders. But old Lieutenant Ray Biondi had figured out that Teresa and Evelyn's murders were done by the same fucking guy. It was all in a large part due to the pattern of mutilation and the evidence of blood drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both places had cup-like items, you know, that he drank the blood from, along with both scenes having the same boot prints in the carpet that he tracked blood across and also used twenty-two casings. And the bullets themselves. So what you're saying, Biondi, is there's not more than one person out here that's gutting people and drinking their blood? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I guess. <laughs> well, but, and you'll find out here in a second, like, what he did was, like, sort of revolutionary for fucking... Law enforcement, not federal law enforcement or even state law enforcement, but local law enforcement did something that they hadn't really done before. Yeah, frankly, so far, he's the most competent investigator of a serial killer that, you know, I've heard of. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably why he only lasted not a year. Like a month. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> no, it's, I'm, I got it now. I first I thought you were talking about Ray not lasting a year. I was like, I think he had a decent career. Now, that's being now scared, Richard was uh, blah, blah, blah. now Richard in a very sudden move had worn rubber gloves, thus leaving no fingerprints behind. This showed the sick fucker knew what he was doing, and what he was doing was very wrong to an extent. I mean, not an extent. It was all pretty fucking wrong. In addition to wearing gloves, he had obviously parked his car away from the place, attempting to conceal it was his. All these elements combined were just enough to cast a shadow of a doubt about the insanity defense that he would later uh, put on. Police found Meredith's car, but found little to link it to Chase, which is surprising considering that he was carrying a bucket of blood and the corpse <laughs> of an infant. With no concrete leads, Lieutenant Biondi decided to try something new that he had learned only two years earlier at a seminar hosted by the FBI, psychological profiling. Using the techniques he had learned in combination with crime scene evidence and a few hunches, Biondi was able to make a few assumptions about who this killer was. And this is where I was talking about law enforcement. Up to this point, like it was very seldom and few and far between where they used psychological profiling. And the fact that he took a training on it and fucking, you know, utilized it as effectively as what he did is awesome. And fuck the FBI in this case, because they didn't do jack shit. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them right in the pussy. So the first assumption 
was that since no witnesses in a suburban neighborhood could remember having seen any minorities around, <laughs> you know, this being the late fucking seventies, <laughs> a time when people would have noticed black folks or <laughs> brown folks walking around. That was their first thought was y'all seen any black or brown folks walk around that could have no, killed I, No, I didn't. Well, nobody. I, don't, I guess that means this wasn't a murder. <laughs> well, what I'm trying to say is because people would notice, especially back in the 70s, if you had a black man in a neighborhood, they instantly... No, I only saw some upstanding, skinny, stinky white motherfucker, but at least he was white. But this led Biondi to assume that the killer was white. And since... The one suspicious person that did show up repeatedly in the police reports was this skinny fucking white male in his 20s wearing an orange jacket with a brown fucking stains down it. It was safe to assume that this dude was probably their guy. This, the doo-doo king. This followed the stink. Yeah. It smelled like rotten <laughs> pussy and a fucking... Uh, is that what it smells like hugs. where you're at? my beard smells burn, like. Is that where it smells like where you're at? <laughs> if your parts smell like rotten pussy i have concerns i have grave concerns it's nothing but queefs down here just i've been muting my mic now because it's just getting out of control <laughs> thank you now the second assumption was that he thought that the killer was probably a schizophrenic The crimes were extremely disorganized and occurred in daylight with no real effort to cover the crimes except for the use of gloves. The fact that the crimes had been done with no real regard for uh, witnesses proved that it was obviously an individual who had broken from reality. Thirdly, Biondi concluded... Sorry, I was gonna say this is all reason to lock your fucking doors. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, yeah. yeah. Or like I said, get fucking dogs mm-hmm. that will buy the fuck, bite the fuck lock out of your somebody doors, they don't get know. Dogs. Uh, yep. So, like I feel comfortable leaving my door open right now, and my screen door, because Rose is down there with Caden, and like I said, somebody, she's done it many times. Somebody walks up on my porch or up to my door. She will fucking go ape shit. I love, that's what I love about that fucking dog. She will fucking bite a motherfucker. And she's the size of an adult male lion, so. Nope, she's, I think she weighs 155 you lay pounds on, I mean, she probably outweighs Richard Chase by easily like 60 pounds. Probably 100 pounds. 100 pounds. <laughs> and she's 5 foot 11 when she, when she stands up on her legs. Me and her fucking stand like head to head. We're dead even now. So we're the same height and weight. That's interesting. <laughs> Definitely. I'm 160. I'm a buck 60 easy right now. <laughs> That's like in my left dick and my right tit. Nice. But anyways. So thirdly, Biondi concluded that the killer was most probably a loner, unmarried and out of work, you know, as no one would be able to live with or employ someone who is capable of doing such atrocious acts as the murders. You know, judgment typically would be off in every sense in almost every facet of their life, which is true. The murders had occurred also during regular working hours, which also supported that theory. Fucking jobless, lazy pieces of shit. 
God. Thank dirty, you, Ronald Reagan. Dirty fucking hippie <laughs> dopers. Fucking dope sniffers. Dope sniffers. The fourth assumption was that the killer had most probably limited social skills. Biondi could establish that from the crime scene. Uh, that there had not been long interactions with the victims before the murders had been committed, which supported the theory that the perpetrator needed to keep control of the situation and he was not capable of doing this through communication. Hmm. Which is fair. Oh. This dude's I mean, he's right on. Pretty much just one, two, three, four, nailing it every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like he was a, his accomplice or something. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Colonel Biondi profile matched Richard Chase perfectly, and the FBI often holds up the Chase case as the gold standard of a disorganized killer's profile. The FBI continues to take credit for Chase being brought in and solving the Richard Chase case, despite the fact that they were not involved in the case in the least, something several books and articles about Richard Chase falsely claim. Which is true. I read one book when, like, oh, the FBI, you know, we wouldn't have cracked this without the FBI. But then there are several other sources that are like, yeah, the FBI. I mean, maybe they laid the groundwork for the idea of psychological profiling. As a citywide search for baby David Farriara was organized, the police continued to question neighbors of the Miroth family. And... We're told the same story about a skinny, filthy, stinky, fucking stupid, ugly cunt of a man in his 20s wearing an orange ski parka for some reason. And this, unfortunately, was not a great help to Biondi, as we've already established that the hippie movement had a great many dirty, stinky white males walking around the Sacramento area. Nevertheless... They were able to make a sketch of the filthy old man in the parka and sent it out. Remember when Richard went up to high school friend Nancy oh, Holden yeah. and he scared he the shit to, out of her? He went to Holden something. That situation ultimately came back to bite Richard in the fucking ass. Mm. Well, basically, a, a lucky break for the police when Nancy recognized the drawing of the suspected killer. Even down to the fucking orange jacket. So Nancy contacted law enforcement and told them about the stinky guy who was who thought she died on the motorcycle. So this prompted Biondi to start looking into Richard Chase's file specifically and found that he had a concealed weapons arrest, which alone would have been enough for the police to look into, uh, start looking into him. But he also noticed that Chase had spent time in a mental inst institution where he was described as a violent patient. Uh, some would say a quote-unquote Dracula. This went on to confirm a few points of Biondi's FBI profile, but more convincingly, Richard's file also had information about the blood incident at Pyramid Lake, which confirmed a fascination with blood that was also clearly evident in the crime scenes that Biondi was investigating. Detectives soon found out where Richard lived, drove over, and knocked on the door. But that dick didn't answer. Nobody's home! 
just me, the fridge. <laughs> and me, the dead rabbits on it's the counter. Just me, the Maytag. And here, just keeping the. Um, model 584. Is your refrigerator <laughs> running? No. I'm not. I'm standing right here cooling shit. That's why you always knock on the door instead of saying police, you say, Papa John's. <laughs> I did that when I worked for the job I did. Because nobody's going to answer the door for me. So I would say, like, pizza. You have. <laughs> TJ, I get the pun that you did now. No bodies home. Yeah. Mm. The police were certain he was inside because they could hear him scrummaging around through the feces and blood. But not wanting to compromise the scene by entering without a warrant, the officers made a big show of acting like they were going to leave and return later. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, man, this sucks. We'll oh, have to come back later. Tom, Tom, shut your door and make engine noises. <laughs> 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 We got a call. Nobody here. It sounds like just the Maytag working hard to keep the vegetables cold. <laughs> oh, you know that dick's inside. Like, shoot, that was close. I thought they, were, I thought they were going to get me. Very sneakily, the officers, the officers left the building and decided to wait for Richard by the corner. Sure enough, their elaborate scene managed to trick <laughs> Richard as he was soon spotted walking outside carrying a cardboard box. When the, officer ye- when the officers yelled for him to stop, chased through the box at one of the officers, the box had bloody pieces of paper in it and nothing else. So the motherfucker just threw the box Ch- out ah! and ran off. Chase took off with one direction the band, with one officer going after him. While the officer came around the corner... It takes some practice to be able to come around the corner. Yeah, we call that bending the shot. <laughs> That's how Burton got his first wife pregnant. Yeah, bending yeah, the shot. Oh God. Cornered around the goalie. We, you gotta, you gotta judge the mm. wind, and then you gotta lead it. You're the only man I know that can have sex standing five feet away. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How do you kill women and children? Easy, you just don't lead him as much. I hate you. <laughs> okay, so the officers were coming around the corner. Another one came around and bashed him in the head with his gun. Wham! When Chase appeared, Richard immediately fell to the ground, and the officer thought he maybe killed him <laughs> as he laid completely still. But Richard went into <laughs> opossum mode. If I lay here still and quietly, I... they won't bother me. Mm-hmm. I should have drank his blood. And something I didn't add in here was once they bent down to try to like uh, put cuffs on him, Richard like went out of possum mode and started squiggling, squiggling around. Of course. And like tried grabbing the gun and all that. So basically the officer had to fall on him and like hold the hands away because he sort of slipped. And he had to wait for another officer, the other officer to come around. <laughs> and grab his hand so he could get up and secure him. With Richard secure, they searched him, and in his back pocket, they found Danny Meredith's wallet. In his shoulder holster was the twenty-two pistol 
which further went to show that they had the right man. But most disturbing of all, they found pictures of Evelyn and Jason Miroth in his pocket. Richard had apparently stolen the photographs from the house after the murder. <laughs> after they arrested him, they went into his room, his apartment. And they, they found a scene that would be described as almost something like from a... Oh, shit. House of Thousand Corpses? I was going to say House of Thousand Corpses, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, blood everywhere. They were there was a blender that had like like body parts and blood in it on the counter that smelled real bad. Um, body parts around the apartment, blood everywhere. Like the place was fucking. Horrible as fuck. So. <clears throat> so. Several months later. In March. The body of the infant. David Ferrari, Ferrari. Was found. In the cardboard box. In a vacant lot between the church and supermarket. <sighs> David's. <clears throat> head, David was decapitated. At this point. God. Well, enough that he crushed his little head. He cut it off. Now, after all this, Richard, while in police custody, Chase showed little to no expressions of regret or guilt and willingly described his crimes in detailed manners. Because of this, along with the statements from two psychiatrists who deemed him sane at the time of the crimes, Richard Chase was found guilty on all six counts of murder and sentenced to death on May 8th. The trial had lasted for four months, but the jury had deliberated for only five hours before presenting the verdict. Old Dick Chase was sent to death row in San Quentin State Prison. He was there with Johnny Cash. While in prison, Richard was still Richard. He would hide in his cell, and when the jailers would pass by, he would jump up and attempt to scare them, <laughs> all while laughing like the damn Joker. God damn it, what weirdo. This dude's still a fucking moron. Ha I scared you. You have any babies on you? Birds? I, I set up for birds, too. Ooh, maybe he's going to be eating mice or something. Nice. It's just a shitty Jesus, episode. I gotta pick up a torch. <clears throat> nice. Don't pick up a torch. That could yeah, be deadly. <laughs> now, like pedophiles, baby killers aren't viewed with much compassion or care within the prison system amongst the inmates. The inmates would collect jars of urine and get it to the person closest to Richard's cell. And, then in, and this inmate would then splash it all over Chase while he lay in bed, which they didn't realize uh, mm -hmm. that, you know, Richard was probably used to the smell of piss, almost as if it was his comfort blanket, considering he was a dirty, smelly, stinky shit person. Yeah, they should have, they should have threw soap on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But no, I, I thought about that. I was like, huh, I wonder if they realize that he fucking, you know, if he, I still willing to bet he was pissing his fucking bed up till his thirties, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, don't. Yeah. Throw soap on him. What is this dial? Oh my God. <laughs> ah, it's my weakness. Give me some of that urine. Mm. So while Richard was on death row, the great state of California wouldn't be responsible for assisting Richard into hell. That privilege would belong to the great inmates of death row at San Quentin. Because on December 26, 1980, two days before the three-year anniversary of the murder of Ambrose Griffin, inmates really fucking were hassling him big time. Um... Actually, they had been doing it for a little while, but they were constantly telling him he needed to kill himself. Which, the stinky pussy, would eventually take a handful of antidepressants that he had been hoarding from his daily dose. And he died of an overdose. Mm. The stinky little pussy fuck was only 30 years old. I want to sat here and say, fuck that dude. He should have been raped repeatedly. Nightsticks, you know, would have made a good fake cock. At the very least, the prisoners could have taken it into their own hands and kind of Dahmer, you know, did like Dahmer got, you know, and uh, at least cracked his skull open a few times with a metal pipe. You know, it doesn't say anything, but I'm willing to bet he had the living fuck beat out of him, though, in there. I hope so. Mm -hmm. Knowing how they fucking treat, like I said, how they treat fucking pedophiles. I know baby killers yeah. are frowned on upon. And they're usually put in like a protected population <laughs> anyways. But, so what do you guys think? Not. This is a hard episode. Good. Not good. Yeah, not good. Opposite of good. Yep. Not, not <clears throat> yep, good. That was rough. I liked oh, doing this research liked, for this. Like the baby murder? But, no, it's it's interesting reading about this shit and reading, like, his, like, evolution of, like, being a stinky pussy and how it went into being a stinky pussy who had, like, severe mental health issues that, like, he like, slowly fucking graduated while also slowly moving down I mean, definitely shows the like the the evolution of coming from I don't know, and again, not that strictly neglect or abuse at a you know it, however minor or major or whatever at a at the hands of a, a parent or guardian, uh, you know how 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 that could play a role into it, but just you know the certain kind of person that that happens to, and just how that sort of I don't know just. Kind of like a, a roller coaster slowly clicking its way up to the top and then woo yeah. down into the spiraling loops mm. and corkscrews of murdering children and women and yep. Yeah. And if your kid has mental health issues, regardless if you're out there listening and 
your kid has, you know, significant mental health issues, get them help. Don't ignore it. Don't blow it off as, you know, get kids help so they're a good adult. So they're a good contributing member of society and not a fucking... At very least, sometimes it's it's okay if if your kid who might be sucking on birds and rabbits, it's okay if they're like goddamn drugged out of their gourd and they can't make sense of where they are in a room. So that's probably where they need to be. And also, sometimes it's okay to arrest people for just the fact of being weird if by being weird they're soaked <laughs> in cow's blood in the middle of the desert. Squawking like a bird. I think if that were to happen anywhere but a uh, a refuge, or not a refuge, but a... Reservation. Um, reservation. Reservation. Or in modern times, I think he would have went to jail. Possibly. At least oh, yeah, he, so. they might have... I don't know. Maybe they would have put him <laughs> under more of a... They would have probably put him in, like, the fucking drunk tank. They, they could have charged him for killing the animal. Well, they didn't know who the animal was. Like, back then in the 70s. They, yeah, that's what I'm saying, if that happened today. That could be yeah. his cow that he um, killed. And... But also, they could have done their due diligence. Um, They would have seen, which I don't know how back then they had a file on Richard Chase and they had all this stuff, because that's, I don't know, fuck. That's awesome that they were able to pull that together, but I've never understood how law enforcement agencies, especially local, were able to pull from other places mm-hmm. at a time when there was no internet. A lot of legwork. Hey, do you have a file on a stinky kid? Uh, which one? It's California in the 70s. They all stink. God. Jesus, fuck, and that is our finale part here. <laughs> Yeah, that was my chair. That was not your fucking chair. It's always my chair. So, guys. <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, Bert, when do you get hitched? <clears throat> Fuck. You're already hitched, but when's your ceremony? At a certain time. What day, dickweed? On Saturday. It ain't this Saturday. It ain't tomorrow, so next Saturday. The 30th? Doesn't matter. Because neither one of you are going. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'll be working. Beholden to my employer. He'll, he'll be working too. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, trust me. I wish I wasn't. Working. I gotta miss yours and uh, um, old Sasquatch McGee's wedding because of work. Mm-hmm. Old Harry Horsecock. So, <clears throat> Burton won't be on with us next week. So I just want to. Take this to say, Burton, I know you're already married, but this is more just to make her happy. But congrats. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. And if you would like to leave Burton, 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 um, if you'd like to leave Burton, Virgin. Uh, congratulations, please send it to lunchpailboys at gmail.com and show your wiener. And <clears throat> as I say, if you really want to make him happy, do Ooh, the go. The bat I wing. love that. Yes. Ooh, we I, I I'd prefer to call it the Jeepers okay. Creepers wing for now on. Okay. But um <clears throat> so next week I think me and Zool's Whoa. gonna do it. Maybe try to get Jake yeah. in here, maybe yeah. Steve. That's what we're gonna do that, that's gonna be real scary. 
for your spooky season. TJ are gonna do it. Yeah. Oh fuck no! Yeah, There's too much real. hair. Both of us. <laughs> like a forest <laughs> meets a forest. Guys, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Um, check out. And we love you, Bobby Harkness. Yes, Bobby Harkness, my dad. We love you. I want to thank all of you listeners out there that's been with us for a decent amount of time. Um, Andrew Crowley, Chad Cooper. There's a bunch of you out there. I appreciate you guys listening. Heidi Klum. If you'd wished us, if you'd wish us to mention your name on the next Lunch Pill Boys podcast episode, send us your name at to lunchpillboys at gmail.com. I just want some I just want somebody to email us. God damn it, email us somebody. I will say thanks to the guy that's on Instagram. I can't think of his name. The gone fishing that we sent stickers to. Yeah. Yes. That dude's awesome or as fuck. I enjoy fish- his oh, God damn it. Yeah. I'm feel bad now. Let's go fishing. That's it. Let's yeah, go. I enjoy looking at the dude's fucking uh pictures of his fish. And just like his running about in the pictures he takes. That's but anyways, I just want to thank all of you guys that's been fans. Uh, very few and far between, but thank you guys. We appreciate it. Um also check out our merch site. I know shit may be a little bit expensive, sorry. But fuck that. Don't apologize. We got bills to pay. Let's fish already. That's well, it. Sorry. <clears throat> I want to get it right. But because I do appreciate it. Oh yeah, and the dude posted our fucking uh, a picture of our uh, sticker. Yeah, yeah, on his window. I love that yep. shit. Makes me hard. <laughs> Balls hard. But but wet. But wet. <laughs> Into the future. Let's go. You say it too fast. Um, it sounds funnier because it's like <clears throat> balls hard but wet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm an idiot again. Um, <laughs> and I think next week we're going to be doing a missing 411. So I'm excited Ooh. about that. We are spoopy into that. Then I think at some point me and Zul is, are going to meet my uncle and do an interview with him again and also possibly a ghost hunt. For nipples. So it'll be a lunch boys first. A lunch boy. Lunch bell boys first. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Sandwich boys are coming to a cemetery near you. Oh, yeah. But, in a cemetery. Well, we appreciate you guys. Um, So eat our asses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Balls hard, butt wet. Let's go. The doctor. Ah. Is he? Feel like baking.